Welcome to the Pro AV Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and today we're talking about the intersection of AV and IT with Nick Patton, a programmer with M3 Technology Group. Nick, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So first off, tell me a little bit about M3 Technology and why M3 is considered a leader in AV over IP. So M3 Technology Group is based in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, we have been dealing primarily in the AV space, but slowly have found ourselves moving into more of this managed services space with uh, multiple facets of technology in addition to AV. And one of the cool things about M3 is we've uh, always been kind of a progressive company, uh, moving as fast as we can with the technology while obviously waiting for it to mature. So networked AV is one of those things that we've been dealing with since the early days of uh, what was originally called Volante by SVSI many years ago, which has now matured into this massive product line spanning across many manufacturers. So while it's new, we've been doing it for a decent while. And so when you say waiting for the technology to mature, what, uh, what particular elements are you talking about? Well, I think all of us in the industry have been kind of down this rabbit hole is uh, some manufacturer will come out with something new and say, hey, this is the future. This is going to change everything. And then you finally get it on your desk and you're just happy to get it to power on or pass video stably. <laughs> Sometimes it takes these things that legitimately these devices may be the future, but uh, we've all been in that place where we know it needs a few firmware updates before we're ready to send it out to a client. And so uh, you mentioned that M3, M3 works a lot with you know, managed services. So that's particularly managing all of these growing complex systems for companies. What are the, I mean, what are the things that are the primary concerns for companies that want the very latest technology, teleconferencing, and, and they want everything to be cutting edge, but they don't necessarily have that skill set in-house? What are they looking for to, or I guess, what are they looking for from you? Well, it's a problem of scale, really, is back in the day when you had two or three rooms in a company that had AV in them, it was pretty easy to just walk down to conference room A and see if it was working and it was ready to go. Now, you look in just about any modern corporation, there are hundreds of rooms, enclaves, huddle spaces, boardrooms, classrooms, immersive VTC systems, way more than a single person could ever keep track of. So, we see the industry heading in kind of a direction of manageability. It's not just about installing these rooms. It's about how do we guarantee that these rooms function when a client walks in to have a meeting? Or how do we make sure that we keep track of scheduled maintenance and consumables and things like that? So that's led to us adopting more of a service-driven perspective to things. Uh, we have uh, created an internal knock center that's designed to be able to respond in an agile fashion to any service requests that might come up, as well as having access to the technology to be able to monitor these systems that we deploy proactively so that we can uh, fix and resolve stuff before the client even knows there's an issue. Right. So that's the type of uh, monitoring that's that's available that if we want to use the analogy of digital and analog in the the old analog days 
it would have been you discovered that problem right when that meeting's supposed to start or right when you've got these clients in front of you. But the you're saying the benefit of managed services and having all of this uh, networked AV is that you're able to have a team on hand and whether that's, you know, a person or a team, but you've got the technology to be able to monitor that and see problems before they surface for the client, right? Absolutely. And I think as far as AV integrators go, we've all been there where the clients walked in five minutes before a meeting and then your phone rings. Well, boardroom A won't power up. We've CEO's on his way. We need to get this working now. So you're frantically trying to pull things out and inevitably you just say reboot everything and hope yeah. that fixes it. <laughs> and that kind of worked for us back in the day. But I think these days with the way desktop computing has gone, the cloud and all that, it's kind of taught us that there's a better way. An end user expects to be able to sign into their computer and access services first time every time. So why should that expectation be different with installed AV systems? That's actually a great point. And I'm glad you bring that up because then it's a level of expectation that executives or end users have not come to expect. So I would say as, as someone who worked in a large, fancy corporate office building, the phones never worked, the teleconferencing never worked, all of these various things that came along with the state of the art building didn't function right when they were supposed to. And that kind of became a norm. Like you're saying that this is kind of evolving into a new expectation that whereas some of the old ways, it was just a fire drill when something went down. Now, just like we're able to better monitor our systems and servers, we can apply that same technology to AV for a better level of service. Am I, am I, am I understanding that right? Absolutely. And while those tools have existed for ages with uh, desktop computers, you know, we've had Windows domain controllers and things of that nature for ages, these tools are still relatively new to the AV side of things. So it, it still needs a little bit of maturing, but it's getting a lot better than it was. For example, we have a uh, large college campus where we have probably about 250, maybe 300 rooms connected to a central management server. And every single system is able to report, hey, I just lost connection to a TV or my projector, its lamp is about to pass the 2000 hour mark. You should send a tech and replace it. So we're able to get all that stuff in real time. And is it always perfect? No, they're false positives. And uh, there are also stuff that haven't reported. But for the most part, it's given us a new visibility that we really haven't had in the past to be able to proactively diagnose, repair, and make sure that these systems are ready for when the client needs to use them. So I know that you're an integrator, you're a programmer, but from a, I guess, a sales standpoint, how do you explain to uh, to companies and to executives that have largely just swept AV into IT and thought, well, it's it's close enough? What do you say to those people that are really missing out on the full potential of these managed services and, and AV over IP and just what's possible. Well, I will say a lot of the IT departments we're dealing with now aren't uh, necessarily oblivious to it. They're usually the ones driving this change. They're the ones asking for the monitoring tools. They see 
oh, I have a SNMP dashboard that monitors all my network switches in my building. Why don't I have that for my AV systems? So that's largely why a lot of this stuff is coming about is because those types of people have said, we need this. And we as integrators have really had to catch up to that. So the drive is coming from the, the technology departments that are that are the ones that are, are faced with these troubleshooting problems every day. I guess they're just making the application or the, the logical sense that, well, if I can do this for X, then why can't I do this for Y? What are some of the, I guess, some of the biggest challenges that, that you're facing at M3 in terms of being able to disseminate the technology across departments and across uh, people that may not have any familiarity with AV? And, and where do you see these managed services and AV over IP going in the future? So I think the biggest problem we face right now is just the lack of standardization across systems manufacturer C or manufacturer whoever is going to have a different language they speak than someone else. And oftentimes as integrators, we've seen that as our strength is tying those separate systems together and making them play nicely with each other. But now that we're talking about this space of monitoring and proactively troubleshooting systems, that's probably our biggest challenge because when projector A complains, oh, I have this issue, and projector B complains, oh, I have this issue as well, they could actually mean totally two separate things. So it's going to take a lot of work from integrators and manufacturers to work together to kind of tie these error messages, these response messages, these status messages into standard things that we can see across a wide variety of systems and be able to make informed decisions. But we're finding that a lot of companies that are trying to get ahead of the curve, uh, and M3 is one of them, is investing heavily into proprietary software of their own to do some of this work, to tie these separate languages that these different manufacturers and systems speak into a central place so that we have something that we understand and know how to follow up on when a just garble of error code gets sent by a device. Would critics argue that by introducing a proprietary system, you're creating another language that these separate technologies have to have to speak? Well, that has definitely been a longtime problem. There's a uh, web comic out there that makes fun of it where someone says, oh, there are 14 different standards. That's outrageous. We need to make <laughs> one standard that covers everyone's basis. And then before you know it, there are now 15 different competing standards. Right. So that's been a problem as as long as technology, I guess, has has started to mature. And, and, and you know, you see this, this problem of interoperability across industries. So a lot of these technologies, as they started to mature, they only talk to themselves, and they're not talking to all the other systems that, uh, that would make a, basically a panel or a dashboard, or some type of smart, I guess, process for, for managing these things. So how long has this been in the making? So we've known that AV has been a, a growing need and a growing want for businesses to perform. So why the lag in managed services and why, I guess, the um, why is it just now that 
people are, are really starting to get, you know what, these things need to talk to each other. We need a smarter system to do this. And having just these individual components isn't working. Yeah. So I think a lot of that comes from just the size and the reach of the industry. In the, in the past, as an integrator, we were lucky to maybe have two or three rooms at a single corporation. These rooms, you usually had your big old analog switcher and all these different components tied together over serial, and uh, it was completely isolated. It didn't touch anything, and we liked it that way, and we didn't want to change it because that's what we knew. And honestly, at the time, there was really no reason to change it. One of the things that's driven this need for manageability is the scale. And because a room with AV in it was so expensive back in the day, you only had a couple of them. Now you can build little enclave and huddle space systems for next to nothing comparatively. And we're seeing a lot of companies say, well, why build one or two massive rooms when we can build a bunch of these small ones and make this collaborative experience accessible to more of our company? And that's exactly what they're doing. Well, the challenges that come with that is now the geographical span and the sheer number of systems. So that's one force that's driving it. The other is that often abused word in the IT business, uh, the cloud. The fact that we have now gotten used to companies like Amazon and Microsoft and Google taking a lot of the brunt of what we used to do in-house and saying, no, we got this, we'll do this for you, and all you have to do is focus on your business. So a lot of people have gotten very used to that. And uh, that's, as we mentioned earlier, spilling back over to the AV business. It's like, well, I can do it. I can move my email off to Office 365 and have it monitored and maintained for me. Why can't I do that with my AV? Yeah, great points. Nick, thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Thank you for having me. And thanks to you listeners for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more, listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries. Subscribe to articles, podcasts, and creative video. Until next time, I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk.